International Women's Day special on the Reggae Lounge podcast with me, Erica Gordon, celebrating women in reggae. And no doubt you'll already know that there are many to be celebrated. So just sit back and enjoy some great music of the Reggae Lounge podcast. So to start off, my first female artist is a lady born Michaela Simpson. On the 16th of February in the year 2000, she was born in Spanish Town, Jamaica, and describes herself not only as a singer, songwriter, but also a rapper, DJ and guitarist. Her first EP, Rapture, won the Grammy Award for Best Reggae Album in 2019. She is, of course, Coffee, with her huge crossover hit, Toast.
Our next reggae artist already had a record deal by the age of 11. Nadine Sutherland was in fact the first artist signed by no other than Bob Marley to his Tough Gong label. And after his death, she continued to perform with one of his sons, Ziggy, along with the Wailers and the iconic I-3s. As a backing vocalist, she sang with Dennis Brown and Shabba Ranks. And after Karen Wheeler of Soul to Soul left, Sutherland was auditioned and was then offered the lead role. However, in the 1990s, she became a very successful dancehall artist, performing with Buja Banton and Terra Fabulous. But it's Sutherland's natural warm tones that we hear on this next song. It's a gorgeous last night memory. Yeah. 
beautiful song. Welcome and thank you for joining me, Erica Gordon, on the Reggae Lounge podcast, where we are celebrating some of reggae's finest female singers for International Women's Day. Northwest London, Wilsdon to be more precise, is where we start with our first British reggae singer. Now I grew up in the 80s knowing Janet K. Bogle as an actress on the channel for all the black British comedy, no problem. But a few years before that, Kay was discovered by keyboard player Tony Gad Robinson from Aswad. He then recommended her to reggae legend Alton Ellis, who was looking for a female vocalist to cover the Minnie Ripperton classic Loving You. However, in 1979, Kay was about to make history with her international single, City Games, reaching number two on the UK singles chart and spurring the lover's rock phenomena in the early 80s. The song was later covered by Lindy Layton in the 90s and recently had a successful rewording by R&B singer Melanie Fiona with Sad Songs. But it's that high note that writer Dennis Bavell wanted every girl to reach when in a club singing. I think he succeeded. But let's leave it to the expert, Janet Kay and Silly Games. Yeah. 
Often, country music and reggae collide. Many crunchy classics were adapted very successfully into reggae. Our next female singer is proof of this. June Carol Lodge was actually born in London, but went to Jamaica as a child. In 1980, Lodge recorded the Charlie Pride song, Someone Loves You Honey. Not only did it top the Jamaican charts, but it achieved platinum status in the Netherlands, earning her and their number one selling single of 1982. She continued to work with producers Willie Lindo and Gussie Clark and DJs such as Shabba Ranks. But in 2001, Lodge returned to England and recorded her massive reggae country album on the Jetstar label. And this lady, well, she's not just a singer. She has a teaching degree and is an accomplished painter. But here she is, as we know her best, J.C. Lodge and someone loves you, honey.
Welcome and thank you for listening to the Reggae Lounge podcast with me, Erica Gordon, celebrating International Women's Day with some of reggae's finest female artists. Now, Vivian Stevenson, or Tanya Stevens, as we have come to know her, first came to our attention in the late 90s as a DJ. Her standout tune, you know, ready for this yet, became a dancehall classic and brought her international recognition in the process. The Washington Post proclaimed Stevenson as a top female artist in Jamaica in 1998. Many have drawn comparisons to fellow female DJ Lady Saw, who have both campaigned against homophobic lyrics in reggae. But here she is now with It's a Pity from the 2004 album Gangster Blues. It's Tanya Stevens. singles chart appear to have a love-in with reggae in the mid-80s. There was Boris Gardner, Judy Boucher, Maxi Priest and this next lady who had two hit singles. A big deal back then. Audrey Hall first recorded song was in the late 60s alongside fellow musician and singer-songwriter Dandy Livingstone who you may know hits like Susan Beware of the Devil and Rudy A Message to You. But it was in 1985 where Hall's response to Beres Hammond's One Dance Won't Do brought her first to the UK charts with the ladies' anthem, What One Dance Can Do. I like what she did there. Reaching a respectable number 20 in the UK charts. But it was her follow-up that would prove to be her biggest hit, Smile. Climbing to number 14 in the chart in 1986, even saw her on the BBC flagship music show, Top of the Pops. And here she is now with that very song, Audrey Hall and Smile. Yes, I'm 
celebration of female reggae singers is nowhere near complete without a legendary backing vocal group. One third of that group is Judy Mowit. The group is called the I3s, where she sang with fellow vocalists Rita Marley and Marcia Griffiths. And behind, it can only be Bob Marley and the Wailers. Mowit became the first female Grammy nominee for her 1985 album, Working Wonders. She eventually lost out to Jimmy Cliff. Mowit left the music industry to continue her faith in Christianity. Well, she may have left the industry, but her songs are still very much with us, including this little gem sung with Jackie Edwards and In Paradise. We will love 
This next artist is credited as a key singer of the Rocksteady era. Phyllis Dillon is her name. Rocksteady is seen as a successor to ska and a precursor to reggae. Formulating around the mid-60s, Dylan was discovered performing at a talent contest in her native Jamaica. Her first single, released in 1966, Don't Stay Away, boasts of Dylan's haunting and yet vulnerable tone. Dylan's career ended in 1971, but in the early 90s she toured again until she became ill with cancer. Dylan passed away at only 59 in New York and was posthumously awarded Jamaica's Order of Distinction in 2009. Here's the beautiful Don't Stay Away. Listening to the Reggae Lounge podcast with me, Erica Gordon, celebrating International Women's Day and playing some of reggae's top female singers. Now, who would have thought that a soft rock supergroup and our next artiste would have something in common? Loosely. Shona McKenzie, or Itana to give her her stage name, was overheard singing to an air supply song in the early 90s. She wasn't even 10 years of age. But before she became a successful solo artist, Itana was originally in an all-female vocal group called Gift, 
However, it was her becoming a backing vocalist for fellow singer Richie Spice, who was enjoying global success with his single Earth Run Red when she put together her first solo song, Wrong Address. Jump forward to 2019 and Atana's fifth album, Reggae Forever, is nominated for a Grammy. At this time, only two women before her had been nominated. Unfortunately, she lost out to Sting and Shaggy's colossal 44876. But from Reggae Forever, it's still a great album. Here's a lady herself, Itana, and Spread Love. All over the world Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Spread love, something you can never tire of hearing. The next female singer was someone who helped pioneer the Lovers Rock movement. Armed with a hugely identifiable soprano voice, Louisa Linthia Mark may not have had the commercial success, but it's true to say that her songs have become a reggae masterpiece. If you are fortunate enough to eventually get back to a reggae event and they play a song by Louisa, just listen to the crowd. Louisa paved the way for Janet Kay and Carol Thompson in the Lovers Rock Arena. Born in Council Rise, Northwest London, Mark was still at school when she sang with Dennis Bavel's sound system and was only 15 when she sang the cover version of Robert Parker's Caught You in a Lie. Sadly, Mark passed away on the 17th of October 2009, and at just 49 years of age in the Gambia, where she had been residing. However, like many musical legends before her, her songs will continue to be heard and sung to, including the quintessential Sick Sixth Street.
Queen Omega, or Janelle Osborne, as she is known to her family, was born in Trinidad and started off her singing career in Calypso. It was after her adoption of the Rastafarian faith where her singing choice changed to roots reggae. No stranger to reggae festivals across the globe, she has also toured with reggae royalty Marcia Griffiths. Her third album, Away From Babylon, was released in 2004, and this is a title track. is the case of having a hit single on your first try. It is down to luck, but also timing, and this next artist is testament to that. But not many artists have success with their first single some 27 years later. Dawn Penn did have a short career in the Rocksteady era in the mid-60s, and her first single, You Don't Love Me, was co-written by her and produced by Cox and Dodd at Studio One. In 1992, she performs that very song for the Studio One anniversary special, where it was received with great success. And on the back of that, the song was re-recorded, 
but this time titled You Don't Love Me, No, No, No. It reached number three in the UK singles chart and entered the charts in the US and across Europe. Sometimes success is just meant to be. Dawn Penn with the 1994 version of this Destined Chart hit. Welcome and thank you for listening to the Reggae Lounge podcast with your host Erica Gordon celebrating International Women's Day with some of the finest reggae female singers. Hope you are enjoying this song selected.
So, as with so many of the younger artists, there tends to be another string to their bow. Elaine Lawton, who professionally just uses her first name, is described as a Jamaican-American reggae singer-songwriter. She was actually born in New Jersey and sang backing vocals for the rapper Cameron. She also is an accomplished actress and appeared in a Whoopi Goldberg film, Kiara's Heart. My gosh, do you remember that? But her breakthrough single in 2005, No Ordinary Love, brought her to the reggae music fans. She was performed with the likes of Shaggy, Burris Hammond, Beanie Man, and has written for Marcia Griffiths. And prior to all of this, she worked in investment banking. Where did she get the time? Here she is now, Elaine, No Ordinary Love.
There can only be a handful of songs where you immediately know the song by its first two bars. Millicent Dolly Mae Small, or Millie, first began her career at age 12, winning a talent contest. She had local success in her native Jamaica, but her path to global fame was her introduction to Ireland record founder Chris Blackwell, who has been credited as turning the world to reggae music. Hmm. In 1963, Millie's world was about to change. My Boy Lollipop was released and, fair to say, was an international hit. Millie became an equally international star. She embarked on several world tours and appeared in her very own Ready Steady Go TV special. Unfortunately, her follow-up hits didn't prove to be as successful. She barely granted interviews, but in 1987 she admitted to a UK news programme that she had been living in a hostel with her then young daughter. She also disclosed that she did not receive any royalties from her huge hit, My Boy Lollipop. In 2011, she was awarded Jamaica's Order of Distinction for her contribution to the music industry. Unfortunately, in May 2020, Millie lost her life. And Blackwell, well, credited her for popularising Scar on an international level. Incidentally, the famous harmonica solo on that song was rumoured to have been Rod Stewart. He's always denied this, but Millie said she remembered the sessions well. Well, whoever played it, it was Millie's childlike vocals that made it an international scar classic, My Boy Lollipop. Thank you. 
We have heard in this Reggae Lounge podcast special that many of the singers started off in talent shows. But in modern times, 2013 to be exact, you may remember watching this particular show or you probably even voted for this singer. The show was The Voice USA and the singer Tassan Chin. But her musical pedigree, to be fair, did actually set her in good stead. Both her parents played trumpet and drums in a band called The Carnations, and her older sister, Tammy Chin, is also a singer. She had already carved out a singing career in the mid-noughties, but under the advice of reggae DJ Shaggy, yes, that one, whom she had collaborated previously, she entered the US Voice season five. You may also remember that all four judges turned for her, but she finally settled with Maroons 5, Adam Levine, as her coach. In 2010, she sung the foreigner classic, I Want to Know What Love Is. And here it is now, Tessan Chin. Thank you. 
True legend can only be described for our next singer. She was born Alpha Rita Constantia Anderson. But if I shortened her first name to Rita and changed her last name to that of her late husband, Bob, then you may have guessed Rita Marley. Rita met Bob through Peter Tosh and after learning she was a singer, asked her to audition for a group called the Solettes. But it was a vocal group, the I3s, where Rita, Judy and Marcia found worldwide success. The group was formed in 1974 to replace Peter and Bunny Livingston. Rita continued to sing after Bob's death and it was a cover of her 1982 song One Draw that saw success in Europe. In fact, my mum came home from holiday in Jamaica with this very record. She said it was played everywhere and she had to buy it. In 1996, Rita was awarded the Order of Distinction and in 2010 received the Marcus Garvey Lifetime Award. Now a resident of Ghana, Rita continues to perform and run the Bob Marley Museum from their former residence in Kingston, Jamaica. Give me some rhythm, let me dance. I don't want to dance. 
Lady Saw was named the Queen of the Dance Hall. Born Marion Hall, she adopted the nom de plume from one of her inspirations, Tenosaur. Her career spans over two decades and saw her perform the likes of UB40 and Gwen Stefani. But in 2015, Lady Saw converted to Christianity and confirmed that she would no longer be identified as Lady Saw. Her name is now Minister Marion Hall and her music career followed the gospel path. Her songs from her dance hall days though are still very much popular and to give us a taste as to why she was the queen of the dance hall is Sycamore Tree. Singing siblings do tend to run in families and it's no different for Hortense Ellis. Her famous older brother is none other than Alton Ellis. They briefly sang duets and Hortense toured with Byron Lee and the Dragonaires in the 1960s. But she spent most of the 80s in the USA and on her return to Jamaica she began to suffer health problems. 
Despite this, she continued to do live performances in the late 90s and returned home to Jamaica where her ill health finally took her life. Hortense passed away on the 19th of October 2000. Well, here both she is with her older brother Alton on Breaking Up is Hard to Do. We earlier heard her sister, Audrey, and now it's the turn of Pam Hall. In her early days, stalwart backing vocalists were singers such as Beres Hammond, Dennis Brown, Peter Tosh and Jimmy Cliff. She continued to sing for Toots Hibbert and Ziggy Marley in the 90s. She also replaced Judy Mowat in the I3s. But it was her reggae cover of Dolly Parton's I Will Always Love You that stands out released in 1993 and possibly paying homage 
to Whitney's colossal version. present a celebration of female reggae singers without featuring this lady. 
In fact, some may say it would be criminal. We already heard from her fellow vocalists, Judy and Rita, and now it's a turn of Marcia, Marcia Griffiths. This lady is truly reggae royalty, and if you have been blessed with seeing her live, that voice is still sounding fresh. But she started as a solo singer in the 60s and performed with Byron Lee and the Dragonairs. She became a member of the I3s between 1974 to 1981, but prior to that, she performed alongside a reggae singer named Bob Andy. And they became the duo Bob and Marcia. And in true reggae royalty fashion, they had a number one in 1971 with, if you remember, Young, Gifted and Black. She also had worldwide success with the Bunny Whaler song Electric Boogie. Yeah, can you do the dance? Rumour has it, she has a book deal and hopefully we could be reading about her experiences in the very near future. Oh, and the story she can tell. So, for the final song for the Reggae Lounge podcast, it can only be the Queen, that is Marcia Griffiths, and Stepping Out of Babylon. Sayo 
Thank you very much for your company and I hope you enjoyed the songs and the singers of the Reggae Lounge podcast with me, Erica Gordon, celebrating female reggae singers. Until next time.